ladies, you know what my topic is. And I'm I already don't. recording. You know what my topic is. It, it just, there's just no other way to uh, uh, have another conversation without addressing all of the mayhem that is going on right now behind Brother Floyd. And uh, quite frankly, when I left out this morning, I got scared that I was in an occupied state because I saw military helicopters, attack helicopters flying over 435 and 71. And I was like, I know those are military helicopters. And then somebody else told me they saw uh, some tanks rolling in with some... uh, uh, yeah. caravan of jeeps and all mm-hmm. I said what in the devil is going on yep. now yeah. I will say this uh, I feel like a lot of this is being um, instigated and I feel you know I watched very very closely we had a protest that a young college student a black female I was very proud of her she was very articulate on television as well uh, but she organized the uh, protest for last night, and at the end, they had called in the police and were uh, actually uh, bombing them with tear gas and shooting them with rubber bullets and all of that. And from everything that I could see on the TV, they really weren't doing anything. And so, needless to say, when the uh, news interviewers i watched two different local stations when the news interviewers were interviewing them the news commentators made it sound like it was just horrible 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 but all of the protesters black and white that were coming giving comments were all saying that they were being uh antagonistically attacked by the police without provocation even to the extent that uh one of the police officers dropped something and the little boy was trying to help him. They shot him with rubber bullets. So, and I'm not trying to do that and say that because if y'all saw my post on yesterday, I was like, I'm Kansas City proud because you had the different races of Kansas City police officers out there who were holding up the signs uh, together that were calling for an end to police brutality, which I was so proud of that. And I think KC... Mo was one of the first ones, even though I've seen mm-hmm. since last night, throughout the night, and today I've seen other municipalities doing similar. But uh, I think Kansas City was one of the first ones to come out with the solidarity from the police department, stating that they wanted an end to all of this and to stop the police brutality, which I was like, kudos, kudos, hats off. I'm, cl- I'm proud to be Kansas City. Uh, so I don't think, I, I don't know what, what got what went amiss uh but that made me wonder and Rhonda, i know you were out today supporting uh the cause on in the streets literally in the streets uh mm-hmm. do you want to share your experience how, how did it go for you all down there in, in fort smith uh today was was pretty good we had a uh, peaceful protest we really did and there were oh my goodness i say at least around 500 people that showed up and that's good for fort smith and there was different nationalities. It was a very diverse crowd, which was just awesome. Now there was an opportunity, well, there, where they did go and sit in the street, uh, but it was handled. I don't like to use the word handled, but it was 
taken care of very quickly and very uh, peacefully. Got them out of the street and back on the side of the, of the street. Uh, but other than that, it was very well attended. It was very peaceful. One thing that I was proud of was that people were walking up and down the street handing out bottles of water. And not only were they handing out bottles of water, they were handing out masks. For those that did not have a mask on and that wanted a mask because we're still dealing with the pandemic as well. Exactly. So they were handing out water and masks, which is really good. Let you know how peaceful of a protest happened here today. And it's still going on. And it's been out there since probably about noon. And uh, it's 6 o'clock and it's still there. Nice. And then I believe it was at 2 o'clock when everybody just hit the ground and laid on the ground for eight or nine minutes. I saw that. That was wonderful. I saw that. And it was like a domino effect. It just all went down. Wow. That was nice. Wow. Now, can I ask who organized it? Who organized you all's project? I'm not sure because this has been our second one. So I know a guy, the the first one, Isaac Haynes, I'm not sure. There's different people that organized them. Matter of fact, I received an email probably about a couple of hours ago from a young white lady, and if you don't mind, let me pull that up real quick. Uh, it just said, you may not remember me, but I'm not, she said, I'm reaching out to you because I think you would be the best person to guide me. And she said, uh, uh, she's white and she's been a part of the problem in this country by being outraged and being silent. And she no longer wants to be silent. And she wants to uh, support or, or plan something, some type of protest, and she wants to get with me to see what would be the best way that she'd be able to do that. So that's one thing. They're reaching out now. Some people are reaching out to see what can they do, how can they support, how can they plan some type of protest. Awesome. They're tired of being silent as well. They mm-hmm. want to do something. People, people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. And when I say people, I'm talking about people because I'm going to stop saying white people and I'm going to start saying racist people. Because, you know, all white people are not racist people. But there are people reaching out that they're tired of it as well. And that's the only way we're going to do something is we come together and handle it. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, ladies, anybody else want to talk about the process? And, and, and I know the one on the plaza was, uh, it started, it was Friday night, which Jonna's sister attended. And we saw footage of her out there. Uh, and then we had... Uh, last night and then they're supposed to have today also today however uh the organizer was saying she was thinking to move it to another location because plaza the plaza is one of our premier locations economically uh and she said she didn't know if they were taking that approach because of the location and the fact that they didn't want to have any loss or damage to property uh particularly in that area and her takeaway there was that uh, the property was more important than their peaceful protest. And, and, and that's unfortunate because there were some young people and they really, many of them were expressing, expressing disillusionment uh, with the attempt to make a peaceful uh, protest, which they felt like was being unjustly uh, uh, made violent by the police. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, today, I don't know if they're going to end up being back at the plaza, if they're going to actually move someplace else or not. But Jonna, did your sister give any indications of what her takeaway was being actually in the environment? Uh, I haven't spoken with her. I had a few relatives that were down there. Um, 
when it first started Friday night. I haven't spoken with Jackie, uh, but all of them said that now that was night number one. <laughs> so that was, you know, it's different now, but all of them that I know that were there, you know, said, spoke highly of it. They said it was a lot of different races and everybody was, you know, trying to come together. It was a real spirit of unity there. And um, I'm not sure. I know from the footage I saw last night, it was, it was different. And I don't know. From what I understand, they have an eight o'clock curfew starting tonight. Is that correct? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. See, I haven't seen that yet either because I've I've been out and about and and, and uh, so I haven't had a chance to see anything. So I'm not updated on any of that. But um, mm -hmm. I, that that I can see that I can see that. Um, so let's do a rewind, ladies. Uh, Rashida, did you have any sentiment of anything you wanted to express on that? Um, not really. It's just I'm concerned about mm. the approach of the uh, in law enforcement and bringing out snipers and things like that. I'm a little concerned about that part of it. Um, so I'm just hoping that it doesn't get to that type of environment. I will say mm -hmm. I was alarmed when I saw the snipers uh, posted. I thought that was mm -hmm. a little extreme. Yeah. Uh, I was alarmed when I was driving this morning and saw the military helicopters and I haven't seen the pictures of the tanks and the jeeps and all of that rolling in but I'm like I feel like I'm about to go into an occupied right. state right. and uh, so it, it that by itself is I, I, I took pictures while I was driving I, I, I held my phone up out the window and was clicking because I was just like if I told people I saw all of these military helicopters out there, they, I promised they'd think I was lying. And I was like, I didn't see anything personally uh, on what I was observing that looked like it warranted that kind of physical right, right. military occupation, but right. uh, they're, they're going at it. So let's rewind, mm -hmm. ladies. Let's rewind. First thing I want to do, uh, and, and I want you to uh, take yourself back if you can. <laughs> Take it, Rashida, you are so off. I want you <laughs> take yourself back if you can. You just saw footage of George Floyd and tell me what you felt. Horror for me. It was like that could be my brother or cousin, uncle, father. It was just really horrific, really horrific, very heart-wrenching for me. I agree. And I felt like, here we go again. And you know, I always have to go spiritual with my, with my I looked at that man's face with his foot on his neck and it was just like it was a pleasure to him it's like he, he wasn't listening to everybody else say can you let him go can you do he did not care i was angry very much angry uh i don't talk much about no demons and devils but i was ready to fight that demon and devil that night because that's exactly what he was yeah 
Yeah. I'm still angry. Right. Yes. Right. Jonna, can you go back to that 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 experience? I saw the I saw the page with whether I was gonna watch the video or not. And I went ahead and watched it and I'm telling you, it made me sick. I mean, literally sick to my stomach to see that type of evil. Just, you have to be sick to do that kind of stuff. It's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? And, you know, I always go back to this. I'm a mother. That doesn't have anything to do with how many children I have. I was a mother long before my right. kids got here. Right. And to it to watch that, how it tore me to pieces. Tore me to pieces. I don't to hear the people pleading and you look up at them. Mm-mm. I just mm-mm. No. Now that man and his begging and you just continue. I mm-mm. I can't. When he said mama Mm -mm. and that man on his neck showed no emotion. So then my additional issue, the other three police officers two that were also holding him down and the one that was standing guard which i don't know i haven't checked out the accuracy of it people are saying that he and the man with the knee are brother-in-laws so i don't know if that's accurate or not i do know that a bar owner uh said i saw that interview he said that the man with the knee and George both were employed security guards at his bar. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it almost is like, well, he had to have known who he was when he rolled up on him and pulled him out of the car. So it's like the web of connections start get, getting very suspect. But at the end of the day, how do you feel about the other officers that were complicit in this? And 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 to date, have the have the other three been picked up? Does anybody know? Because I don't believe they have. Not that I'm aware so. of. Yeah. But it's just this scenario. It's, it's just like this. All four of us are out shopping. Okay. And let's see. Let me see which one we go to bed with. It's probably Rashida. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so. Okay, so now Regina, you and John are stay in the car. You have no idea where Rashida not going in. We're just going in to pick up some things. That's all you all know. If we go in and steal something, you and John are going to jail with us. Mm-hmm. You're going to jail with us because they're thinking we were supposed to, even though you said, no, no, we did not Yeah, you are suspect as well. So they stood there and watched this happen. So why are you still out just running around? Because if y'all were in the car, y'all be in jail too. Mm-hmm. So why are they still running around? Well, That's what the law says. Yes, yes. And so 
I'm understanding that they said with the other two men's body weight on George as well, that it had to be anywhere from 400 to 600 pounds worth of uh, mashing down by all the, the knee and the two other bodies holding him down. You know, even if he wasn't on his neck, he was still with that much weight on him. He was still right. having difficulty breathing. So then they tried to pull out of the hat that he, that when they uh, uh, approached him, they found out he saw he was having a medical event. So does getting on somebody's body, two full-size men, and putting your knee in somebody's <laughs> neck, how does that help a medical event? And, and he's handcuffed. That, and he's handcuffed. So you've already handled the situation. If there was a problem earlier, it's under control, and he's handcuffed. Why do you need your foot on his neck? Well, <laughs> let's go to even the earlier then, because the videos are in direct discrepancy to of the police course. report because you can see, and I've seen them, the man was not resisting. Yeah. Yeah. Even right. though the police reports right. said that he was resisting. Mm -hmm. And I'm like this, ladies. Now I feel like, and it's not it's not the first time. This it, and it won't hopefully, you know, it's it won't be the last. Hopefully it won't be going on forever. But do you not feel that there ought to be some level of criminality to police officers that are caught? Because I understand it goes on and they just don't get caught in criminality themselves, such as falsifying a police report, because that's a falsified police report. And or I personally know po police officers on the force who will tell you they carry an unregistered extra gun on their person so that if they need it in certain situations, they just throw it out there. Oh, oh yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, and, and, and very uh, proud to brag about it. And the, now let me interject this. These are not white folks, these are black officers. So you have the code of blue sometimes that transcends even the racial issue and i again let me let's do this because we know all police officers are not bad all law enforcement is not uh, uh involved in unjust behavior towards people but there are those out there who are so mm -hmm. i feel like in those instances when you drop a gun on somebody uh on a body when you uh, falsify a police report and it's discovered because you have to prove it don't you feel like there ought to be some extra penalty for that my opinion. I agree. I do. Certainly. That's, it's broken the law. If the law is broken, if it's broken by, I don't care who you are, if you're a police officer or you're a civilian, the law has been broken and that's breaking the law. So yes, they should have penalties to pay as well. So for these officers who have falsified this report, number one, they haven't even been picked up. Right. But do we think that there, do we realistically think, and, and, and I'm for advocating because it's not just about talking about the way it is, but what needs to be changed. I'm for advocating that in these instances where it's obviously and overtly proven that you lied, I think there needs to, should be some consequence for the lying. That's me personally. In addition to taking somebody's life, but we need all the charges and all the counts that are, because everything counts. <laughs> mm -hmm. Everything counts in the count. So uh, 
let's go to the unrest that we see people responding in the streets that, that again, I feel like they're being <laughs> harshly judged in some ways because it's really anger. People are tired. People are fed up. People right. are just, we're just <laughs> over it. Um, somebody's calling it, and, and I've repeated it now a few times, not just the uprising, but a fed up rising. Everybody's fed up, and that's what's causing the uprising. Uh, mm -hmm. when you still see these other three men yet walking the street, how do you feel like that's playing into the unrest that's going on in these cities? Well, that's the reason why we still have the protest, because it's not over. I guess they thought maybe when they go ahead and arrest the man that had actually had his foot on his neck, that that would quiet things down. But it's not finished, because you still have to deal with those three. And then the charges that you're talking about, third degree and manslaughter. Oh, we're not happy with that either. No, ma'am. So nothing, mm -hmm. nothing to us, not nothing, there has not been a resolution. And so we're going to continue the protest until we get some answers, some true answers, some real answers, that, uh, until they dig into it further and come, and come on. Everybody needs to be charged. You're not going to half-ass give us any answers. And we're not going to accept it. And, and how about this? We got Chauvin's name because he's sitting there, obviously face plastered. Mm. We got Tao's name because you can see his badge. We still have not heard a whisper of the other two people's names. As far as I know, I haven't heard it yet. Have you all? No, mm -mm. I haven't. Why don't we know these people's names? Right. Why is that being kept hidden? Which when you get finish putting all of those pieces together to speak to the young people. And, and listen, I've had several that have reached out to me and they're trying to respect me in my ministerial capacity. They're trying to respect me as their elder statesman and friend of their friends at this point. But they're basically saying to me, uh, F that talking about uh, <laughs> nonviolent, you know, that right. uh, they are like you all have done that low this many years and it has not worked and I mean one baby told me he said just like I said that <laughs> word and black power because we going after some people so, by any means necessary listen <laughs> the spirit of Malcolm is, is here yeah yeah, yeah. And, and I don't I don't blame them I, you know, I saw that, that video I posted, uh, you know, we shall, I don't want to do no singing and shit. I don't want to hear we shall overcome. No, I don't want to hear it. Now we've been listening to that song for as long as I've been alive. And I ain't overcast. Ain't <laughs> overcast. When is someday going to get here? It's today, right. not, today's a good day. Right. Because by and by ain't it. It's sure, it's not. It's not. And we are about to fly away at this mug if something don't happen. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to do no singing. I don't want to hear no singing. I'm not, I don't want to hold hands and I, mm -mm, no, I'm not here for now. I'm not saying that I'm ready to burn something up, but I'm ready to burn. I'm ready to burn something up. Okay. I said it. I'm ready to burn it up. <laughs> burn all this stuff down. <laughs> I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Yeah. And I heard one of the young protesters, and don't fool yourself, these, these young people are intelligent. Ooh. I heard yeah. one of the young protesters when somebody said to her, you cannot justify 
why you have done damage to Target. She said, Target is now a Target because when they should have been out here speaking for us, where were they? And when right. they should be out here speaking for us now, where are they? So if they don't care about us, we don't care about them. And, and we don't own any, you, you keep trying to say it's our community. We don't own the houses. We don't own the businesses. We don't own any of this. We rent, we rent, we rent, we purchase, we patronize, we pay. You come into our communities and bring us inferior products and then charge us two arms and a leg. Now we shaking our head because we know the chick is telling the truth. Yeah. And, 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 and then at the end of the day she's like and you want me to care about whether they still have a window do you want me to you know and 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 so i think the young people are coming very vocally uh with valid issues so then what's the breakdown between that generation and us because we still running around saying uh, i hear you john is saying you want to you want to burn up some stuff um i have i have family members my age that are ready to be to bear arms I had I had a cousin that said I got my clip and I got my clip ready. <laughs> and, and <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Rhonda Ben had her clip. She hey, just ain't nothing you. new for her. <laughs> right. Thank you. Hey, I love me. <laughs> she said, I'm not going after nobody, but if you come up here for mine, you're going down. Exactly. And she is otherwise a very mild-mannered individual. Mm -hmm. But her point at this juncture is if you come up anywhere near me, my babies, or my grandbabies, somebody's laying down and it ain't gonna That's be it. me. That's it. I ain't mad. I'm not mad. I'm ready to go to the range. I'm ready to yeah. I'm ready to bear arms as well. I'm yeah. you know I've been ready. <laughs> been ready before this even started. But then mm -hmm. this takes me to this point. And, you know, I, I'm glad you mentioned We Shall Overcome, Jonna, because Carlton Pearson, in his discourse with uh, uh, Bishop Flunder and others on the other night, he said, I was sick of that song when they sang it the first time. He said, it sounds like a slave song. <laughs> it does. Like, you know, he said, I, there's nothing in that that motivates me. Uh, but uh, mm -hmm. Bishop Flunder brought up this point. She said, I really believe we have to be cautious because I feel like it's a ploy and a setup. Because once we start bearing arms, then you got the sniper on the roof. You got the helicopters yeah. I saw this morning. You got mm -hmm. the tank and all the Jeeps that we saw rolling down troops. And that's firepower that, I'm sorry, ladies, but our clip can't do nothing with that. We don't have, right. right. But look, but understand that that's happening anyway. Because people are, just like you said, there was a peaceful protest with the young lady that you were talking about. However, somebody was fueling the fire behind saying, this is what's happening. Get there, get there, do this, do this, because they're doing this. Well, it was really peaceful. So when they come in with all this, They've been told that, oh, my God, they're tearing up, they're rooting, they're doing this, and they're doing that. So that in itself is a ploy. That in itself is someone being set up. And that's happening everywhere. I had some, I'm trying to find it on Facebook because I, someone had posted it earlier about some stuff that was being sent out stating they're going to do this at 5 o'clock, they're going to do this, and they're going to do that. So they're preparing for the worst because somebody's telling them that this is what's going to happen. When in fact, we're really just planning peaceful protests. And if you see some of the stuff on Facebook, you see there are a lot of our other brothers that are both busting the windows out and making it look like 
the, the African-American people are doing it. You're tearing up things and you're doing this, but, but we're not the ones doing all of that. Let's talk about Let's talk about the instigators and the detractors uh, uh, as a a decoy to really make it more divisive, uh, but they're Mm -hmm. doing it and it's being blamed on the African-American community. How do you all feel about that? Uh, Have you all seen, uh, I'm sure you have, uh, any of those articles and videos and whatnot. And the one, the very first building that was vandalized in Minneapolis, they had the footage of that white man with going around with what looked like some form of a hammer, just busting the windows out. And you saw and heard on the video, the protesters trying to stop him. He had on what looked like black military garb. He had on the military boots. He had on a mask uh, with the shield on it and a gas mask. And he was just walking around busting the windows out. And then, of course, after he busted the windows out and the people of the protesters that were trying to get him to stop were not successful, then you had other people that just started crawling in the broken glass and going in and vandalizing. And I do want to point out this, if you saw some of those pictures, it was a whole lot of non-Black people bringing stuff out of those buildings. Yes. Mm-hmm. It so always what about, is. <laughs> what about right. the detractors and the plants? Because I really feel like a lot of that is going on. Right. And why would he have on a gas Mask. Right, right. You know who has access to that? Like, exactly. oh, let me pull out my gas mask today and go downtown to protest. Right. You know, my sister had another picture of the precinct before the precinct caught on fire. I don't know if you guys saw that. I think I did put it on nets, but before the precinct caught on fire, you saw two white men in police attire. It was not official attire, but if the academy shirts, the pants, and da 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 And they were at the back gate going in trying to pick the lock. And I don't know if you saw that or not. And my sister sent it to me. I posted it up. But uh, I mean, at this point, I'm not a person that immediately runs to conspiracy theories, but I do feel like there are a whole lot of powers going on that are very suspect as to what's Mm -hmm. real. And then let's come to this, the fake news, because some of the newspapers, I had another, and since I started Nats, I've been getting people sending me videos and, and pictures from everywhere. I got another one where a newspaper gave the story of George Floyd Never talked about anything about the knee in the neck. Never said anything. I mean, it was completely whitewashed. And they identified, he had a, it was identified that he had a medical trauma, a medical incident. And it said absolutely nothing. So that if you were in some little podunk rural town and this is the paper that you read, you'd be completely oblivious to everything that's going on if you went on the report of that newspaper. How do you guys feel about media's play in all of this, right or wrong, fake or real? What what what, what are we doing here? I think it was our last broadcast podcast that I talked about. Uh, the media uh, and, and a lot of stuff that's not being reported correctly. I think that was the last time that there, there, there's going to come time. I mean, it's coming. I'm going to say, you know, now, I mean, uh, what's that song y'all just got to say about it? But I'm telling you, 
Revelation is coming because the media has been doing that for a long time. They tell us just a little bit to get us started or a little bit to turn us this way and do it. Play on words. Yes. So that's been happening a lot. Yes. And people are, but the thing is, people are beginning to see it now. I, I really do mm-hmm. think people need to become more observant because a lot of it is happening. And I'll talk about it from our standpoint as a, a political sense. All of a sudden, the ones that are coming out speaking, you know, don't, 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 uh, uh, not, uh, make it peaceful, uh, don't tear up, don't burn down, don't do this. But not once did you come out and say anything about his life been taken. We didn't hear anything about you, you coming out about his life, but now you want to come out and say, don't protest, don't do this. But no, you didn't say anything about the young man losing his life. So you go somewhere and sit down. You say two things, because I don't want to hear nothing about you until you can come out and talk about that young man losing his life. But but they're all in cahoots. We need to, it's a ploy, it's a plan, and we need to be insensitive. We need to be uh, pay attention to what's really going on. Yes, yes. Now, that brings me, when you said political, uh, I really wasn't going to go here, but you know our our main authority has come out day one with the concept of fake news and constantly pushing that's fake news, that's fake news, that's fake news. Um, how do you unmuddy the waters because some of it is fake news but everything's not fake news so my thing i see a potential hidden agenda that if i can make everybody disbelieve it then when real news is coming out you're not going to believe that either everything gets labeled as fake news so how do we combat that because everything that's going on some of it is fake but some of it is spot on how do we wade through and figure out how to decipher I don't know. I probably wish a million years that we didn't have these cell phones. (laughs) Right. Right. Because had it not been for the phone, they could have said whatever. And that's what they've been doing. Like Will Smith said, it's just being videotaped now and we can see it. I have had the displeasure of seeing the police shoot a man down and get on TV an hour and a half later and lie I mean, a whole different story. Shot and killed him on his front porch and get on the TV and make up some stuff. And that was it. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that and I thought, y'all, how long have y'all been doing that? You know? Uh-huh. And then the news, the cameraman's like, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is such and such. And, 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 and it's gone. And I'm like, oh, okay. So y'all be on here lying all the damn time. That's what y'all do, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't believe anything they say. I heard a young man, and he, told me, he said he was 17 yesterday. He was at the protest, and he was one that was saying that they were peaceful and that the police came <laughs> and approached them and started with the tear da- gas, and he got shot with two rubber bullets. And he's at the point now where he's like, y'all can have it, because all of this that you all say, I don't believe you anymore. And he said, so what I'm going to do, every time you guys gas us, I'm going to leave long enough to get clear of the gas. And then I'm coming right back because I'm more determined now. I'm not going anywhere because you've shown me that you all lie. And I, I, my heart, you know, 17 years old and a 17-year-old right. black male that came out 
with good intentions for a peaceful protest, mm -hmm. and now he's walking away at at the at the the beautiful age of seventeen, at the young age of seventeen, with his mindset that you all have shown me that you're liars. And so, mm -hmm. as you said, with your experience, actually seeing it and watching it be reported and recorded totally different than what actually happened we're messing with these young people's minds and then we're going to turn around and ask them to play the game and i'm sorry these young folks are like they like we ain't playing y'all's game we sick of that mm -hmm. and you talking out of both sides of your neck so don't come at me with that <laughs> So, I mean, it, it, we, it, it's, it's going to be a dilemma, but I still want to go back to the plot and the plan concept because I feel like then when I saw him giving his comments, and, and, and let's go to the rubber bullets. If they could shoot those people with rubber bullets, I'm going to tell you what, my first concern was, are they going to identify and let the people know when those rubber bullets are getting ready to turn to real bullets? Or are they just going to keep shooting and you think, oh, here comes some more rubber bullets, and then all of a sudden they're real bullets? Mm. And number two, if they can shoot them with rubber bullets in there, how come they can't shoot them with rubber bullets instead of killing them on the street? Right. I right. just can't get no understanding on that. You can use a rubber bullet on a crowd, but when you have somebody, and as I understand, Mr. Floyd was accused, allegedly, of passing off a fake $20 bill. Fake $20 bill. I heard forgery, but the, 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 the store owner said it was a fake $20 bill, which any of us could have a fake $20 bill and not know that it's a fake 20 Right. So at the end of the day, you couldn't have tased him or shot him with a rubber bullet? Number... One, exactly. if he's subdued in handcuffs and down on the ground, why was he not put in the cruiser? Why was he not put in the cruiser? He's caught. He's detained. What else are you planning on doing with him other than killing him out here on the ground? Intentions. Intentions. And I think until we really start having a come to Jesus moment, because I was actually listening to some church folk who, who said, uh, we can't rush the judgment. And these were black people. We can't rush the judgment because we really don't know what. <laughs> John, are you ready to walk out? We I really am. I'm about to get up. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't know what happened. These were black people. But this is my point. We've been brainwashed so bad ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when the Reverend pro, uh, pros continued on with saying, we need to pray, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people, I could have hollered. We're brainwashed. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, I, I can't, I can't. It doesn't matter what he did. Right. You know, if you got him down, that's enough. Right. That was right. It does not whatever he could have done. I've seen people and this is what kills me. The chick in the park with Christian Cooper. People were in an outrage about that damn dog. And you know, I love the puppies and such too. But I've seen people treat animals better than that. Right. And you lean into his neck and 
it doesn't matter what he did that was uncalled for exactly it was exactly. you don't have to do that it but was. what is it especially about black that. people but we ain't the only ones you you see it more so with uh uh and, and i'm not even gonna say racist white people just the uneducated and ignorant to the racial issue uh white people that would come out with what what is it about us that we would see something other than what we saw <laughs> and support the idea that we need to hear the rest of the story right what 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 has how, how does that happen brainwash mm -hmm. I, I think the same way a lot of other races stereotype us we stereotype ourselves because we're watching the same negative Im images on tv and in the movies we see that same stuff and why we can't connect with it, if you will, and say, you know, I know that this is the way they portray a black man on TV, but I got all these black men around me that I'm related to, that I've birthed, that I love, that I know, and I know that they don't carry on like that all the time. But we see it and we automatically revert to that same stinking thinking about them. And why, why, why do we do that when we know that not everybody is terrible? We don't, you know, I just, that's a sickness that we got to clean up for, as well as everybody else. Now we got to clean that one up too, because we do it all the time. Well, these were church all folks the and the church said amen. Well, girl, you know how they do. Well, right. Well, the, the church is dying from Corona. <laughs> <laughs> girl, I Naturally and spiritually. Right. <laughs> Corona's wiping them out naturally right. and spiritually. So let's go here. The predominant footage that got out was a 17-year-old Black female who is now taking heavy fire and criticism from people who are saying she never should have shot that footage. Uh, I've heard everything from they should have jumped in and helped. And she said, hey, I'm 17 years old. Uh, to the whole idea of something so crude being recorded, which again, like she said, I, I would think I would be the hero instead of the heel. Because if it had not been for the video, it'd be a totally different incident. What do you all feel like is really the undercurrent and what's really behind the anger of her having videoed, 17 years old, mind you, having videoed, and she's traumatized. Uh, she is traumatized. Mm -hmm. If you've seen any of her interviews, that, that, that girl is traumatized. And stop and think back when you were 17 or stop and think of a 17-year-old that you currently know uh, having witnessed and recorded. And like she said, she put it up and it went viral way before. I mean, it was her life has changed forever. But what do you think is really behind the outrage uh, and the venom that's coming at her now about having made that recording? She sent a We just lost you, Jonna. Yep. Right. Say it again. She put a truth out that people don't want to see. They cannot handle that level of truth. That was a big, huge, in your face dose of truth. 
and it's too much. Now we know it because we lived with it, but a lot of people didn't. And and she in that video, you cannot deny there is no talking around it. It is what it is. And I'm concerned for her. I'm concerned for everybody who had to stand there and watch it. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm concerned for her because her life is forever going to be changed behind that. But I'm I'm glad she was there, and I'm glad that she recorded it. I'm gl- recorded it. I'm glad she put it out because people needed to see that this is the type of crap that has gone on for so long. And if something does not change, it will continue. It will continue, like it's been continuing forever. Yeah, they're just upset that she uh, exposed the truth. Now, why would a how would a seventeen-year-old girl stop recording and then take three, four policemen to get off of this this uh, get off young man, a seventeen-year-old? Now, there's other people standing around. Mm-hmm. And they tried to talk him off and give off, but he wouldn't go in. But you know how the police are, they're, you know, they're so, they can be so nasty. So, the disposition is so ugly. People are saying, get off of him, man, get off of him. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't. I mean, what do you want them to do? You know, I, they could have started a fight, but then that would have been ugly too. But the 17 year old girl, what do you want her to do? Thank God she recorded it. And thank God she released it. Because other than that, we would have known, we would not have known the truth. Right. Right. Well, that's our truth because the autopsy report, Mm -hmm. the preliminary autopsy report Mm -hmm. is allegedly stating in the paperwork that I saw, if that's accurate documentation, that in fact, they saw no signs of suffocation. They saw no signs of asphyxiation or anything to his neck that would identify that he was injured by the knee to the neck. Uh, and uh, he did have other medical issues uh, and gave some slight uh, hint to suggest that there may have been intoxicants in his body and so on and so forth. So now you said we couldn't hide from the truth, but the coroner, Underscore that, all caps, italicized, bolded. The coroner obviously was able to, uh, was was unable to detect what we all thought we plainly saw. Now, how to explain that? The saints are lying. You said the saints. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They just lied. The coroner worked closely with the police department and the prosecuting attorney and the lawyers and all the other legislators around in that area. What do you expect Mm -hmm. them to say? We are so used Mm -hmm. to people looking at a video. We all look at the video and we will all see different things. So they're all in cahoots. Mm -hmm. I don't care what they say. Talk about me. They're all in cahoots. It's one big system. It, it's these. It's not like it's separate entities. It's one. This. They're all on the same side. 
and they're not going to throw one department under the bus. They're not going to do it, but they can say, uh, for me anyway, they can say all that crap all they want to. I saw, you know, the man was talking and you put your knee in his neck and he died. And this crap about him dying, let him know. Right. I believe it right there on right. the ground. Yeah. The life left his breathe. body. Right. The life left his body right there on yeah. the ground. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Period. You can see. Why, why don't you take your, neck, your foot off his neck? You can't breathe. What's the problem right. there? Be truthful. The way his neck was positioned on the Thank ground, you. I thought it was like the medical. Went, right. It did. Yeah. His neck looked like it was broken because it exactly. wasn't even aligned correctly to the rest of his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm like the corner too. Get him. Get him off. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get him off. Get him. The medical event that he had is your knee in his damn neck. That's exactly. the event that he's having. What you know, what well, do you think is going on here? Exactly. And and while you guys keep crying medical event, there was no medical aid given to him. You're not going to tell me a knee in the neck is your medical treatment. You know, right. people laying on your body is not assisting somebody that's having a med. Even if the medical event were as they were trying to portray it, would they not at bare minimum be guilty of not giving the man aid in a medical event, which I believe sworn officers and personnel have to do that. Is that not correct? Hmm. I don't know. I guess he thought he was giving him CPR with his foot. <laughs> send him to and the pen. Send him. Let, let the boys get him. Get him. Let him get him. Get him. Drop you know. the soap. Drop all of uh -oh. it. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then the whole hypertensive <laughs> heart disease thing. I'm like, you know, to right. find a black man who's hypertensive with heart disease at that age. Come on. Thank now. You. you can pick. Come on now. Just, yeah. you didn't even... And it was offensive because it's like you didn't even try to make no good shit up. You just was like, oh, let me let me just say this real quick. No, no, no. Yeah. That's it's just a bunch of bull. It was just the biggest crock of crap. I'm telling I'm a, I'm really getting ready to do my good cussing right now. But it, it was just <laughs> a, a bunch. <laughs> I mean, a bunch. I'm, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's and this is what angers people so much. It's that kind of stuff right there. Right. Fifteen minutes later, here y'all come with this bogus report and try right. to gloss it over and say that we didn't see what the f we just watched. Are you? Uh oh. Uh oh. She's hot. She's so hot. It don't froze her camera. It was her good. Her good cussing. That good cussing, girl. Go, Donna. You just froze up. So we missed all the good cussing. I don't know what happened. We missed it. Right in the good part. Wait, girl, the Lord was like, quit, quit all that. <laughs> you can do better than that. <laughs> yeah. I'm back girl, now. No. Girl, no. We frustrated, girl. We frustrated. Right. Exactly. I am. I am. Just don't, you know, don't tell me that I didn't see what I just saw now. You know, that type of stuff. Don't, don't do that. Right. Okay, but I'm getting ready to head down plain because has this not been the case, which is what the young people are saying, 
hasn't this been the case down through the years? Yeah. We knew good and well it was a lie. L I E. Mm-hmm. I ain't talking about no story. Some people talking about well, I couldn't say lie. We had to say story. No, this was a lie. And we've seen lie after lie after lie. We've watched it. We've prayed. We've marched. We've laid out before the Lord. And the lie comes next time. And the lie gets even more atrocious and more ridiculous the next time. I mean, at this point, this is just so ridiculous. But here comes a coroner that wants to cram down our throats that this man had a medical event or drugs in his system that are what it is what led to his demise. So how, you know, I hear us all saying, and it, it, we're all so angry right now, including all races of people that actually have any kind of conscience at all. They're all angry, but we've been sold this same bill of goods and lie over and over again. What? Okay, let me go here. What makes this time any different than the times before? Because this ain't the first time this has happened. Right. Not the first time we got out and protested. It's not the first time we got mad and said we're tired and we're sick and tired of being tired. And so what's going to make Floyd any different? Because we're sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. And, and when we got some, some young folks out there that's tired. We're not, what's the, what's the uh, chant they say? We're not our ancestors? We're not our ancestors. Well, you know. And and that's that's a factor here because this new generation, they ain't here for that. They ain't here. They ain't getting ready to march. No. They're, they're, they're not here for the, the choral singing and such they are they ready to turn it out and i'm not mad at them they don't have that training that we have and and i use that word loosely to take it they just don't have it and i'm not mad at them for it you know i can't be so if they engage in a full-fledged revolt uh are we saying that we're all ready to shed blood for this cause? Which is no different than what happened back in the 50s and the 60s. But I guarantee you, if bullets hit some of my folk, and my folk are not just my immediate family, but my folk, somebody gonna have to come get me out of jail if I'm still living. So at this point, and I think this becomes the fear of uh, the American fabric. And and when I say American fabric, I'm using that because I don't want to say white people. I don't want to say black people. I don't want to say, I don't want to name people. I just want to say the fabric of America. Do you not feel that if we have a full head on revolt, uh, that the fabric of America is going to be irreparably ripped and torn and not repairable from henceforth now forevermore? I'm not trying to be extreme, but I promise you, when I looked up and saw all of those helicopters flying in the air, and I haven't yet seen, but I have heard the pictures of the tanks rolling down truce, and we're talking about right here in our city. We're not going anyplace else. So we got tanks and weaponized helicopters in Kansas City. What are we getting ready to take on? And Kansas City, by no 
stretch is anywhere in comparison to these other cities and the mayhem that they're in. And thank God, Rhonda, you all haven't gotten to that extreme, hopefully yet at all, where you are. But I saw the, I saw the weaponized helicopters. Well, they were out in Little Rock. Little Rock had some of them, not like the tanks and stuff that you all were seeing, but Little Rock had theirs last night with the tear gas and all of that. And the militant, they came out in Little Rock. And we're on the we're on the nice end. I have a cousin in Minneapolis, and he said, "Cause it's worse than what y'all seeing on TV." He said, "It's worse than that." He said, "It's really bad. It's really bad." He just asked. He's like, "Just please pray for us. Please pray for us." So at this point, you know, I, I, I'm still as we look at where we're headed or where it looks like we're headed. And God forbid, I feel like, in all honesty, that. Um, autopsy report was just a means of setting up for the argument that uh, is going to basically come out to uh, exonerate him because number one if he had a medical event you can't charge him with anything anyway while I'm there let me come to this one of my friends is an attorney and we uh, uh, if you saw on Nats I put up a post that and this is a dialogue between our white uh, supporters. And they are saying that we need to repeal section number 1863 of the federal law, which is how the officers are getting away with murder, because even if found, found guilty, there's something called, um, what's the term? I'll have to go and look it up while you guys talk about it. But there's a term that's used that allows them to walk away free uh without being charged because they're in the line of duty so they're saying until you repeal that this is going to continue to go on uh where you're going to see even if they get charged the officers already know they're going to walk away free which is no you know if that's the case yeah i go out and kill some people too if i know i got something covering me like that if i got that kind of blanket covering me what do y'all feel about that I'll have to do some research on that. I'm not familiar with that. I'm going to it right now. I'm trying to uh, uh, pull it up. Uh, let's see. Jana, Rashida, any any thoughts on that? Well, even if that wasn't the case, they are going to stick together and find a way to get each other off because that's what they've been doing. The whole system needs to be revamped. It's mm -hmm. to me, the whole thing. You know, we need more people, officers, and it's easier said than done. But we need more people policing the cities that they live in, so you understand a little bit more about the people that you're trying to monitor. You know what I mean? I agree. And you know. It's just, it saddens me that we can't even exist. I mean, you know, and, and I, like, you know, there's every, all of them aren't bad. But these few or however, you know, that are, something has to happen because I can't see anything else like that. I just can't do it. And I have three kids, I host of nieces and nephews that are coming up and I'm like 
I, I don't even want you, you guys out in the street. You know, myself, I like to take a walk early in the morning. I do not go out by my, and I live in the suburbs. Yeah. Not because I'm scared of crime. I don't want to be by myself with them. Yeah. With the police. Yeah. You know, because you just never know. Yeah. And my sister and I were stopped on a bogus stop. I've been stopped. I can't tell you how many, but my sister and I were stopped on a very dangerous bogus stop uh, back in October because it was the day after my birthday uh, in the middle of nowhere down south. And that man stopped us on the most bogus, ridiculous. And really, I, I feared for both of our lives, but I was really fearful. And the thing that really kind of made me not cut up was that the, my sister was with me. Otherwise, I probably would have been a Sandra Bland and been dead and nobody would have known why. But in my mind, I kept thinking, you got to keep your cool because you have somebody else's life that's at stake here also besides yours. You know what I'm saying? It was bad. It was bad. Mm -hmm. so are you talking about qualified immunity? Qualified immunity. And I just pulled it up. Let me see if I'm trying to see if I can. Uh, so basically they have found a loophole that they have really, really exploited. Uh, it's a federal and they are using it as a means to get people off of, or not people, to get law officers. Section 1983 creates a standard of liability for police officers and other public officials who violate people's constitutional rights, including the right to be free from the unreasonable use of force. And there's more to it, but that's basically uh, that and, and then some. So that now that is being used almost without fail, uh, 1860, or I'm sorry, 1963, section 1963, says it was enacted in 1871. Uh, and, um, until we get some change to that particular uh, law that's on the books, we're in trouble. You said it was enacted when? 1871? 1871. And so the attorneys, and this was really my, my friends, uh, they are our attorneys. And so they were having a conversation. So my friend uh, brought me into the loop of the conversation because she knew it was something that I would be of, uh, it would be of interest to me. So when she brought me in on it, uh, basically they were saying that was something that they were looking at coming together because until you change that, this is still going to continue to allow murderers to walk away free because they're police officers or city or civic officials, public officials. But that it was not, that was not the intent when it was written and it's been very broadly uh, interpreted and now it has become almost the standard so, you know, when you, when you think about that, and I've got uh, a call in uh, myself and a couple of the attorneys so we can actually talk. I said, because I really want to understand this better. I want, because definitely anything that we do in the streets will do us no good if right. they know when they get to the legal system 
that they have a loophole that they are exploiting mm -hmm. faithfully. And I'm listen, I'm like this. I wouldn't put it past them to make it look like they're being arrested, make it look like they're going to jail, make it look like, and then we just don't hear any more from them or about them. And next thing you know, somebody going to see them walking on the street because they got out on 1983. Mm -hmm. Slick Rick. Absolutely. And so they, they, the conversation, and I was really glad that my friend Julie brought me in on this conversation between them, because they're basically saying as attorneys, unless we can help to work to get this change, this is going to continue to go on because it's a federal law. It is. They bring court. Uh-huh. And so I feel like part of what we have to do is educate ourselves. Now, you know, uh, let's, let, let's go there. How in the world are we going to, I know they say, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? How are we planning on, or what do you envision as a means by which to undo this madness? Like I said, my friends know that I've started Not Afraid to Speak. And I did that from the premise of, I feel like uh, the racist system has fear built into it. And so people are afraid to say something. But at this point, it's so atrocious that somebody's got to say, I'm not afraid to speak. So uh, I've asked them, so I've got a couple attorneys on board. I've got a professor uh, from the university. She's a PhD in research and she actually is one of the deans at the school, at the college, um, and she's talking to a, a Pulitzer Prize award uh, journalist, uh, and we're trying to figure as many angles as possible. And yes, I put in a I'll say a shameless plug because I'm like I've, I almost never promote anything that I'm doing, but I'm not doing this to promote myself. I'm doing this because we got to change. Something's got to change. Mm -hmm. So I'm 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 asking for help from all of them because even like this. I, I wouldn't have known anything about no 1983. Mm -hmm. I would not have known anything about 1983. And this is where I think we have to be open to understand, as Rhonda said at the very onset, all white people are not racist. So we need right. to, to, to really start identifying very clearly racism and, and, and uh, people that are uh, supremacists and separate them out from white people because all white people are not evil. And we're going to have to have some help because there are areas and issues that we just plain and simply don't know. Right, didn't even know it So how are we going to, you know, what now? I'm coming from the premise that the same way we're in the pandemic, and we've seen coronavirus take out in what three months a hundred thousand people if a virus can take out that many people in that short span of time then i feel like if we my thing is love if we can activate love to because nobody can sit there with your knee on somebody's neck and watch the life force drain out of them and have any love in your body so but yet still love has to be strategically uh, approached how, and I'm saying, let's turn love into the pandemic the same way that uh, uh, 
racism has been a virus among us. And I think Carlton Pearson said that on their thing the other night, he was identifying and equating how COVID is so appropriate to the racism that's going on right now. And he made that same association. And I was really glad to hear him say that because I was like, you know, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Sometimes you just, it's good to hear other people and, and to know that, wow, the same way it's coming to me, it's coming to other people too. And if we can bring all of those somebodies together, we can do something. But I'm still like, how are we gonna change this? Because listen, Jada, what are we gonna do for your three babies? What kind of world are they going to grow up into? Because I promise right. you, if this man walks away from this charge and nothing happens to him, I shudder to think what's going to happen to the generations behind us. Mm -hmm. I'm still reading about that, and it says the one, we're talking about the world, the one that we live in right now, police officers and all other government officials will continue to behave as if the law doesn't apply to them because thanks to the qualified immunity, it doesn't. So that's the right. issue. But then in the same article, it's saying on Monday, the Supreme Court will announce whether it will hear some of those cases and reconsider the doctrine of qualified immunity. So from what I'm reading is this is supposed to happen tomorrow. Okay. And I actually have a call that I'm going to have with uh, the professor. And she said, let me see if I can find her response. Because she called it federalism something. Uh, she had a term for it. And she said she was going to do some more investigating on it last night and today and get back with me on it. Because I'm going to tell you, this is something that I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely oblivious to. I had no knowledge of. Uh, and the doctrine of uh what's it again qualified immunity immunity mm -hmm. qualified immunity it's got to go mm -hmm. right right well i'm gonna send this to you i think you all will enjoy it reading it well not enjoy it, but it, it lets you know a lot that's going on are you reading cato at liberty no i'm reading from the usa today okay so that's good because I'm going to I'm going to kind of surmise from there that uh, it's already in the works at some level at some level. I have to be honest. I'll be surprised if right. if they do something with that. I'll be surprised because I'll be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I think that part of the issue is there's a lot of laws that we don't know anything about that are mm -hmm. totally, um, they are not for us. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of the problem. So we can, they can do whatever they want to do because it's under the guise of the law. And we have nothing to stand on when it comes to that. I think that's part of the problem, a huge problem. Maybe we need to start encouraging our young people to go into law and then to help direct them into some of these areas because uh, until we have legal guidance and counsel that understands what's going on here fully to, because listen, if, if we go left, they're gonna go to the right. 
it, whatever way we maneuver, they're going to counter maneuver another way with another law. Exactly. And, and when you're done, they're going to continue, as Jonna has pointed out, they're going to continue to cover themselves to make it uh, so that they're not held accountable for their wrong. But at mm. some point, we got we to gotta start closing these loopholes, but we got to have somebody in there that actually has uh, the knowledge to, to know where and how to do it. And I think right now, I don't even know for, we, we're turning out black attorneys, but I don't know that they're going into this kind of law. Right. Now this, we're dealing with this right here. We're dealing with the Supreme Court. Right. So it's more than just a, a lawyer. Mm -hmm. This is the Supreme Court we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And you know, they get on the Supreme Court and they'll stay on that for years. They, they die. Lawmakers, right. Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But their their decisions have to be written, correct? Uh, their decisions no, have to. I'm saying that I'm saying the, the the Supreme Court they have to write a decision, do they not? The, on here it's saying the Supreme Court can write their wrong, so they made it. They did it wrong, and there's a loophole there, so they can write their own wrong. And I'm not saying R-I-T-E, I'm talking about R-I-G-H-T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, but I, I guess what mm -hmm. I'm trying to say is when they do whatever they do to write it correct, to make it right or not make it right, they still have to write a decision that if somebody is somebody, you know, at, at the end of the day, who's policing the police, who's right. policing the judges, who's policing the Supreme Court, because if the judgment comes down and it's a raunchy uh, decision, we need to have somebody that has the ability to say, no, this is in our favor. You exactly. I mean, that that's where it, it has to start, to be honest, because otherwise it's just going to continue. It's going mm -hmm. to continue. Those laws, they are covered they're by those laws. They are. They are. We have a civil commission here that's over our police. But when they're bad, what, I mean, what, how's it going to happen? Exactly. Is that Saints? Is somebody gonna get that? Who is that? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh, I didn't know y'all can hear that. <laughs> well, Jonathan's bones been vibrating, so <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was your phone. I, I thought that was Jonathan's phone. That wasn't your phone vibrating earlier. Somebody's phone right. was vibrating. Somebody was vibrating. That, 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 that was vibrating, ringing, but I didn't know who the bird vibrate. I was like, where's the vibrate come from? Oh no, I thought it was John to vibrate, but anyway, I was, oh, somebody was ooh. vibrating. We just yeah. been having sound effects. Right. But uh, it's all good. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, I don't know. There's a lot yet to be um, undertaken. I'm going to close out with this. Uh, I think we're at, we're at a, a good place here. Ladies, I'm going to ask you one by one. What if if you were being swami for the day and you put on your prophetic uh, 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 glasses to see down the road? What do you think is about to happen? What is your honest opinion of what you feel like is about to happen? If I be honest, I really don't know because my brain can see 
all types of scenarios happening. So I don't necessarily feel anything, but I'm just like, I can see just different things happening because uh, I don't know. It's, it's the environment is charged. The energy is charged. So anything can happen at this point. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I um I what I I don't know. I don't know. I hate to say it, but we've seen this a few times before and what happened was nothing. And um I don't know. The something feels different about this and i'm hoping that we don't let it go like we normally do well let me take that back not like we normally do we're limited you know we're so limited in what we can do to make a change that sticks and um i hope that we don't let it go i i also you know with the kids out there and I mean, you know, I want to be out there with them, to be honest. But like you said earlier, Regina, I do think there's a bit of a setup going and I don't want to see any of them killed or hurt right. behind this, you know, because they are, I mean, they are just full and, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I would hope that we don't let it go and we stay on it. And, and, and don't let them get away with this crap anymore. That's what I hope happens. Now, what will happen, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I oh. think that uh, the officer, if he goes to jail, I'll be a little surprised. If he stays, you know, you know I don't trust him any further than I could spit because they, they've done so much of this crap for so long that, you know, if they release him tomorrow, I, you know, you just, I have no expectations. I don't feel like the right thing will be done. Let me say that. Am I rambling? No. Whatever. I don't feel like the right thing will be done. The right thing is to make this stop now put some checks and balances in place, make some consequences for these people, make them as accountable for their crap as we are. And then maybe they'll stop some of this stuff. You know, do I think that would be done? I'm, I, no, I don't. I just don't. Mm -mm. And that's sad to say, but you know, it is what it is. I don't think that these people in a positions of power are really ready to stop it because they, they've been on the backs of my people, you know, whatever. They've been on our back forever. It is profitable. It is a whole bunch of shit that works out for them if we're oppressed. And to let us be free 
in our blackness or whatever we're doing cost them because we're taking the very thing that they built this whole raggedy joint on and shutting it down. Now, you know, come for me. I said it. The people are tired. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. My people's blood is in this soil and I'm sick of this. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. It's too, you know, I'm 42. Am I 42? Yes. My mother is 70. Nine, she'll be 70. She, she will tell me stories about not being able to skate at, at the skating rink as a child because it wasn't colored night. This is, these are people that still are still here. This stuff is not something that happened way back in the day. I, in the 90s, we lived in suburban, well, it was in Wyandotte County in Piper, way out. They hung ropes from the trees that I've been spit on at school for being black, this, this stuff is still going. And this is just, this incident is just a, a piece of it. And people are tired of it, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of seeing my people down on the ground and just getting shot and murdered and killed. Oh, no, now, and you know, it's this kind of stuff that I have people downtown burning shit up because I'm about to get in my car and go down there with them. That's what I'm getting ready to do. Because I'm tired of it. It's, it's too much. And it's been years and years and years and hundreds of years of it. And the people can't take it anymore. I know I can't. They can't take it anymore. That's not what you ask me, but that's my commentary on it. Because <laughs> that's, that's what I wanted. You know, it's, it's too much. You can't, you know, you hear people saying, you're race baiting racism it does still exist right you know i go into a store i can't flounce and flop around this i have to tell my kids you know you are being watched in here stop all of that because i don't want to have to go off on somebody for saying something crazy to you this is the this is the day-to-day that we still live in we still have to fight just to do the normal kind of stuff. It's just quieter now, but it's still there. It is still there. It's absolutely still there. And Derek showed everybody, you know, whatever. I'm just, and it, it, you start stirring this stuff up and the people get pissed because I am pissed. Y'all, I am mad. I am. I am I am ready to fight. I have never been in a fight in my life, but I feel like I can windmill on everybody right now because I'm tired of it. I almost got windmill today. Well, and you know, I was thinking <laughs> about that. I was like, ooh, <laughs> I was a little a little harsh when I went back. You I was almost Anyway, anyway. I was like, Mother, get ready to beat somebody. That's what I'm about to get to beat now. Yeah. I'm about to get ready to catch these hands. I said, Whoever came up in my house trying to. Girl, you about to get some rubber bullets. You're going to get me with the rubber bullets. The rubber bullets, girl. But this is the reality of it. This is, so the same way you feel and you felt that amongst friends and you had mm-hmm. to pull that back because that rage is right there boiling at the top. Right, right. Imagine what happens when you get out there in the street and it's somebody that doesn't love you and they start talking crazy. Somebody mm-hmm. get ready to catch these hands. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So, you know, I think that people have to really understand how tired we are and right. really understand that 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 when we say we're tired, that that tired and I'm gonna put it like this. If anybody knows me, I, I am a very uh, uh, tender hearted person, uh, but you don't typically see me cry. But if I'm in an argument and I start crying, somebody about to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see tears coming down my face and I stop talking. Yes. I'm in a danger zone. Yeah. And I will purposely try to retreat and pull myself back because I know at that point, any little hair trigger will bring out the real Stillman in me and somebody going to get a whooping. Mm-hmm. Somebody going to get something. Somebody's going to get something and it ain't going to be cute. So I have to pull that back. So you, if you can imagine how many people are out there with that trigger, that hair trigger is just itching right now mm-hmm. because we're tired. Right. We are tired. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, Hey, I, I saw, I was like, Ooh, I was like, Rashid about to catch hands up in here. Hey. <laughs> I'm I was sorry, like, Rashid. I, now, I didn't mean hell? it. And like we about to fight. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I didn't mean it. I did mean it, but I didn't mean it for real. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, 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 I appreciate you, know, you sharing. Oh no, go ahead. Well, you know, it's 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 twofold. That rage is there, and then you get somebody who's in a rage, and you add a piece of fear on that because that could have been me on that ground. That right. could have been my husband. That could have been my brother. It could have been one of y'all. And you you know, to live day to day worried exactly. about that. No, exactly. ain't nobody got time for that. No, mm-hmm. ain't nobody, no. You know, I just want to go to the damn store. Can I go to the store, please? You know, and I don't know what he was doing there, but whatever it was, it did not call for that. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. clapping. Let me, let me pull it in. It didn't call for that. Right. And you you can't living like that will wear you down and it will make you mad as hell and ready to fight for any reason. Because I'm telling you, I am, and I'm not a confrontational person, but let me tell you, well, you've seen it yourself today. <laughs> it's, it's right there. <laughs> and listen, and for the people who don't know, Somebody tried to bless me today and I didn't like it. And so <laughs> I went back. Shut up, Rashid. I see you. I tried to give it back and it was just a mess. And I, in an instant, I was just ready to fight over a, a blessing. Right. What? No. Something, I need some therapy. All of us need some therapy because we've been living in this traumatic state forever. And this is not right. Nobody should have to live. Like, that's not living. No, that's not. not living to have to walk around like that. It's not. No, it's not. That's no kind of life for anybody. And we've been doing it. We've been having babies and raising kids with that same stuff. And it just keeps going and going and going and going. And it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it is, as Will 
uh, Smith said, it's not getting worse, it's just getting recorded. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we've said that already. So for those that are really oblivious to the plight of black people that really think, oh my God, racism is starting to come back up again. It never went anywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. It no, never it went anywhere. It was dormant. It never went anywhere. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It went underground. I don't, I yes, don't even say, because uh, I feel like this, it's like uh, all of them uh, skinheads and all the other racist groups that are out there planning and plotting and, and uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the rage that they have. And it, listen, they never stopped that. It just went underground. Mm -hmm. But the current environment allows it to surface freely and feel like it can do whatever it wants to do because nothing's going to happen. And right. as we see, that's exactly what's been happening. And, right. uh, you know, we'll look at them and say, those are nice people. And then we're thugs. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's hurtful and it incites rage. It right. just does. It just does. Thugs to the extent that the poor man uh, that was a newscaster got arrested. Did you all see that? Doing yeah. his job. And then the thing about it was, as they were carrying him off in handcuffs, the white reporter right next to him was left alone. I was mm -hmm. like, that's, that's messed up. That this man had an obvious press badge on him and everything, you know. And I'm like, what kind of insanity is that? All they see is black skin. They don't see nothing else. All they see is black skin. Okay, Rhonda, come on and come on, come come at me, girl. Come at me. Yeah, I forgot what you were talking about. Well, initially, I was with Donna, girl. Donna, <laughs> <laughs> right. Donna closed it out. Girl, oh, Donna is boiling, girl. It's yes. boiling. Yes. Yes. It's been, it's been brewing, Donna. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's been brewing. It so, has. Yeah. It's good. It's like we said a while ago, it's, it's, it's been dormant. It never went away. And so now they think that they can just come out and stay and do whatever. Well, I honestly don't think that's going to continue. Uh, I'm an optimist anyway. Uh, I'm still, I'm going to always be talking about 2020 is a reset. And that's more than just one way. You know, now we're not talking about everything. Uh, I'm just a church. I'm talking about everything. There's a big reset happening. I talked to Regina the other night and I told her, I said, people don't really understand about the new wine that is coming spiritually. Yes. Yes. And old wine skins will not work. You're trying to put new wine in old wine skins, it will burst. So people are fighting against what's to come. There's there's some newness. I'm telling you, there's a lot of newness that's coming. And a lot of stuff is gonna happen we're not gonna like. And we're gonna be looking and say, Lord, is that you? Uh, and it is, but it's going to be stuff that we don't like mm -hmm. because the reset is going to be changing a lot of things, a lot of stuff that we think that should not happen is going to happen and things that should happen is not going to happen. There's a, it's a reset button, y'all. I'm telling you. A uh, lot of stuff that we don't understand. We just have to be prayerful and be ready for it. We yeah. still got to do our due diligence. I'm going to still go out and post I it. hope you're right, Wanda. I'm still angry. Mm -hmm. And you know, didn't he say don't be angry? Because I'm still angry. Mm -hmm. And if somebody come and mess with my kids, they're gonna get some hands and they probably gonna get more than rubber bullets. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Even though I know it's a reset, don't mess with my people. Don't mess with my babies. <laughs> You're going to reset them on the ground. <laughs> I'm going to reset. I promise you. <laughs> my, my babies. So yeah, I know there's a reset, and I'm excited, and I'm I'm encouraging everybody to just you know hang in there, be prayerful, do what we gotta do, but don't miss with my babies. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, yes, go ahead, John. I was just gonna say, Rhonda, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope and pray that there is a reset, and and because there is now, I will say there is definitely a huge shift. And for me personally, I felt it coming a, a little while, even before mm-hmm. everything started. And um, I, I hope, you know, that we, we're going to land on the right side of it. I just don't have much faith in the system. In itself. the system. I, no, I yeah. definitely don't. I mm-hmm. definitely don't. And they're going to be kicking and screaming and everything else. Mm-hmm. They don't want to change. Mm-hmm. But the old wine schemes will not work. So you know, anytime anything is uncomfortable, boy, they don't like it. Anybody don't like it. We do. They're put on some some jeans, get us too tight, and we just sit up here and we move them. And they're put on one of them spanks, just push it off, being uncomfortable, and we fight. And so they're gonna do the same thing. Yeah. You know, I don't know how, don't know when, but I'm trusting that there is going to be a change. May not be with this, but they still come out and say he he's innocent, blah blah blah. But I'm telling you, a reset is happening. A reset is on the horizon. Thanks. I I I, I have to say I agree with that. Um, I feel that we four ladies were born for such a time as this, uh, and I really do mean that. I'm not just saying that as uh, something to be saying on on this. Uh, broadcast but i feel like we were born for such a time as this i feel like the same way we've been talking about post-covid uh i feel like george floyd is a turning point and we'll talk post george uh floyd uh and that post george floyd is going to be the beginning if nothing else the beginning of the eradication of racism it's it's coming down the walls are coming down I feel like we've been called for such a time as this. As this. You all heard my sermon on uh, uh, today for Pentecost uh, Sunday, the day of Pentecost. And as I said, the breath of God came into the earth as we know it as spirit pneuma on the day of Pentecost. And so the, the, the thought today was I can breathe. I can breathe. It's, it's, we're speaking those things that are not as though they are and he's creating the fruit of our lips and breath cut off means that we cannot speak and produce but i can speak and i can produce because i can breathe and i'm speaking that into the earth i'm speaking that into people's lives i'm speaking we came from isaiah chapter one but particularly verse 17 when it starts talking about the oppressed the fatherless uh those that are without all of those that are in bondage those are the folks that can't breathe and 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 so uh for them we're gonna be uh uh life support we're gonna be intubators we're gonna be uh uh fighting against the virus in their lungs uh we're gonna be mouth-to-mouth resuscitation uh we're gonna be respirators we're gonna be all of that because we can breathe and if we can breathe then you can breathe because i'm gonna bring you Mm -hmm. some air 
I'm going to bring you some air. And so I feel like we are all here together for such a time as this because we are supposed to be the I can breathe in the earth. And I do believe that God's going to turn it around because just us four women can breathe. And just like the virus, just like they talk about how it can multiply, if one person can infect this many people, if uh, th that to me is the one put a thousand a flight, two can put 10,000 a flight. Why? Because it's a virus. <laughs> but the virus is positive and the virus is love. And if we infect enough people, when I leave, if I infect everybody I touch, and each of you, when you go your way, you infect everybody that you touch and we all are going to people saying i can breathe you can breathe too you can't you feel like you can't your, your your air's cut off let me let me breathe life into you let me breathe life into you uh i'm reminded of oh see I, i'm not gonna preach but the, the new concept like you said the new when 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 i got up this morning and i was thinking about pentecost and i was thinking about breathing and i said now i know i can hear all the old tired same old uh uh, uh sermons about the day of pentecost and everybody's gonna be on tongues and all of that listen we need air we need breath <laughs> we need life and that's exactly what the spirit is and so when i looked at that when and i'm gonna say this and i'm not trying to get churchy but i guess i am uh, i'm not being church i mean spiritual it's when the, the Lord spoke to me, he said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes on you. He said, the Holy Ghost ain't about the tongues. He said, I want you to change that around. You shall be influencers after the Holy Ghost or the anointing comes on you. And he just started showing me people in different areas and different categories. And they were influencers. He said they were influencers to that level because they let the Holy Ghost come on them. They let the anointing that was them. And I'm not talking about just church folk. I'm talking about people in different sectors and different, and, and they received power and that power was influenced because they allowed that anointing that was them. And Jonna, you have an anointing that's you. Rashida, you have an anointing that's you. Rhonda, you have an anointing that's you. And I have an anointing that's me. And for such a time as this, all of us were brought together to flow in our anointing so we could be influencers. And while everybody else is out here running around talking about tongues and talking about hebo, toto, and ho-ho, we're going to be influencers influencing. And so when I looked at, I had a professor of a university contact me and reach out to me and say, I want to help the, I want to help in, in, in changing this, but I don't know where to start, but you were the person that came to my mind and, 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 and it was a Nicodemus by night, but I ain't mad at the Nicodemus by night. They came. And so at the end of the day, it was like, I want to know how, what? And so when I said, hey, you know, at first I said, well, this, and then I came back and said, you know, you never talk about what you do. But I, I finally came back and I said, you know, I started a little group called Not Afraid to Speak. I said, it's only a couple of days old. And she came right back and said, I'm going to join it. So it, it, this is the thing that I was, and then she was like, and my friend, we meet tonight and we talk tonight, a group of us, all of them influencers, a Pulitzer award winning, winning journalist. Uh, I, I'm going to talk to her and ask her, will you write? Will you da da da? Influencers, you receive influence, power to influence when you start walking in your calling and power and anointing. And yes, Johnna, just like I told you, honey, them other tongues that you always trying to hold back because you trying not to, you, listen, you anointed for that. 
Thank you. There's power it's in my them gift, tongues. Girl. Power in them I mean, them tongues that have turned you all the way around. You be like, ah! but at the same time, like Rhonda said, it ain't the kind of tongues that other folks are looking for. It's the kind of tongues that other folks would be offended by. Because how and who is she come talking like that? But it's power in them tongues that will be influence. Influence. Mm. Each one of us influencer. We receive power to influence. Rhonda, that's why you got elected in the office. You receive power to influence because the anointing is on you. And so I believe for such a time as this, God put us, he, honey, we brought, we've been brought to the kingdom. For, and just like Esther, and I, I, I'm really not trying to preach, but I'm telling you, so it's so it's so parallel. Just like Esther saved her people, it can take four of us and more coming together, but four at the core that can save our people. And the very ones that set up the gallows, they'll be swinging and hanging from the gallows, and we be walking free in the palace. I believe that. Mm. I believe that. And so I'm empowered because I can breathe. Man. I can breathe. I can breathe. I and that was the turning point that George brought us. It's almost like when Jesus gave up the ghost and then came. Listen, George gave up the ghost saying, I can't breathe, but we're coming back on the third day. When we come out of post-COVID and when we come out of post-George Floyd, baby, when we resurrect, we coming up talking about, I got it with all power in my hand because I can breathe. And if you can't breathe, I can blow life in your lungs and do it mm. with power and influence. And I believe that. Yes, you. Yes, you. Yes, you. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> did I did, did I go too far off, ladies? Mm -mm, no, girl. No, you didn't. I, I want us to walk, and, and this is one thing that I think particularly Black people have not understood or fully grasped, and that is the power of our influence. We don't know the power of our influence. That's true. Very, very, very true. And so very. we're constantly giving our power away because we right. don't know the power of our influence. We know the power of folks running around speaking in other tongues, but we don't know the power of our influence. Right. Wow. That's true. Yeah. So with that, ladies, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, what my wine bottle? What my <laughs> girl, what's the name? What's the name? Wine, y'all? I always forget. Stella. 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 <laughs> Fresh wine. <laughs> Good. Ladies, it's always a joy.
Anybody else have anything you want to say before we call it a day? No, we did pretty good, technology. We did pretty good. You did good. (laughs) (laughs) You did good. Thank you, Rhonda. (laughs) Thank you. I don't know what the heck was. I don't know. We missed John a couple times, went out, but I think she took herself out. Yeah, I think that was too much energy. I didn't. It was too much. (laughs) It was too much. (laughs) It was my own girl. The, it the said more- iPod didn't. Ha- iPod had weak connection or something. They said. I mean, iPhone had weak connection. Cause she had, she had all the energy, girl. She had, she had all, all the, the energy, couch. girl. She had plenty of energy. Right. She had all the energy. She sucked it out of the phone, child. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Your phone was uh, like ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cause she had power. Yeah. Right. She had power. Right. <laughs> she zapped up the phone. Man, she was pissed off. Girl, she is mad. You know. So she's big mad. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I was there for all of it, Jonna. She almost kicked my ass today. She almost kicked my ass. She came back in the house and was like, what are you I did not. Yes, you did. First, first, she had sent me a bunch of texts, but my phone was downstairs, and I was upstairs. So when I came to the phone, I was like, "Everything I'm gonna take it out of your head." I was like, "I made the most ridiculous U-turn in the middle of Sterling." Is that Sterling right there, girl? Lord have mercy. I don't know, but I'm like, when I finally got myself together. Were you driving like T? Like right. Teresa? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. You had the spirit of Teresa. When I finally settled down, I was like, okay, what was that? You doing way too much. Way <laughs> but, too you much. Know, like you said, it's it's boiling right there at the top. Because I was like, I'm yeah. about to scratch this girl's face off. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I didn't do nothing. That's the part that really got me. Right, right. I'm like, girl, we that... got to fight. What you? T- what is? What is? I mean, what is happening right now? <laughs> what is happening right now? Right. That's what really sent me over. I'm like, how you gonna fight somebody who's trying to give you a gift? What kind of stuff is that? Right. And I was like, oh, girl, you girl. need a drink. Is what you yeah. need. You do. Uh, a strong one. Strong girl. <laughs> strong drink. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. Because that was ridiculous. But, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. I'm done now. <laughs> we, love we, we love you just like it is. <laughs> right. We love you just like I don't want you any other way, girl. Girl, the way. Way.